and welcome to a Medics Day UK podcast. I'm Alicia. I'm currently a fourth year medical student. I'm also a qualified cardiac physiologist and I've spent time working in the pharmaceutical industry. I'm here with my dog, Delilah. Say hi, Delilah. <coughs> when applying to medical school, I had lots of questions that I couldn't find the answers to. And as a medical student, I often find myself in a similar position. Therefore, I will talk to leading experts in their field who will share their experiences on how to become a better doctor and how to navigate your way through those tricky exams in order to gain the most from your time in medical school. So boil the kettle because I'm going to spill the tea. Hello, Mr. Wong. Welcome to a Medics Day UK podcast. Oh, thanks for your invitation. <laughs> no to problem. To your podcast today. No problem. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so excited to have this opportunity to talk about some of my experience. Oh, good. Good. We're happy to have you. Good. You are a general surgeon, is that right? Yes, I'm a consultant general surgeon. I'm also specializing in col- colorectal surgery. And just for anyone listening who doesn't understand or know much about that, could you describe that a bit more for me? Oh, well, basically, I, I'm a surgeon. I, I do um, surgery mainly in the abdomen to do with bowel, mainly cancer work, and also a condition called inflammatory bowel disease. Part of my interest is also in functional bowel, meaning a uh, patient with uh, fecal incontinence, prolapse, things, uh, conditions that acquire such as anal fissure, hemorrhoids. Yeah, th- those are areas of my expertise. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, and could you tell us a little bit how about you became a surgeon, how, what your journey was? Well, the, the journey took uh, many, many, many years. I, I remember um, I qualified from Glasgow Medical School uh, when I was a student, I realized that one of my strengths at university is really doing things with my hands. Um, I'm not a great thinker, but I, I believe that I can do a lot of things with my hand and I can achieve a lot. I especially remember those days when I was the first assistant in surgery and also in obstetric gynecologies. And the comment from the surgeon was, you actually got a very uh, good pairs of hands. Even as a medical student, you can assist me or assist the surgeon very well. So I took it on board and it's, uh, I have um, worked on the strength and therefore uh, embark on the career in surgery. Oh, okay. So since you were a medical student, you knew that you wanted to do surgery? It's always been, yeah. As I say, the feedback from my uh, tutor, from my consultant surgeons, from obstetricians, gynecologists, they think um, I should consider seriously in career in surgery. I took uh, the advice on board and have never looked back. Is there a particular thing as a medical student that you saw or a particular time that made that impact on you? Not really. I think... A lot of what I do now, I, as I reflect upon 
I find that um, the feedback from the teachers and also from my performing examination, I start to realize my own strength and my own weaknesses. Um, I think I never look back, certainly uh, in a career in surgery. This is something I have never regretted upon. Okay. Um, so I've noticed at my time in medical school that it's very common in early years for people to think that they want to do surgery. Um, is that something that you noticed when you were in medical school? Like yeah, I realised. Um, I remember when I was a student, and each specialty that I do, I said, ah, I can see myself being a dermatologist, gynecologist, uh, general surgeon. But I actually, funny enough, never see myself being a GP or physicians. Oh. I, I have really concentrate on a career that um, mainly work with my hands and practical things. Um, I thought about career in lab, but then I quite like um, my involvement with people. Therefore, um, lab medicine is not for me. Yeah, okay. Um, so the training to become a surgeon is quite long and there's lots of myths and stories that I know that I've heard during my time at medical school when talking to surgical trainees. Um, for anyone listening, do you have any top tips that you would give to someone who was considering a career in surgery? Uh, I think when you want to think about uh, career as a surgeon, don't make up your mind on it yet, but make sure you go to theatre as much as you can, experience uh, first-hand experience, what is it like working in theatre, assist in theatre, assist the surgeons, and see if this is a career for you. Because the theatre environment is quite a stressful environment. Mm. It's very much team working. Mm. And the, the atmosphere can be very tense. You need to really, really uh, make sure this is an environment that you thrive in. Because I think um, a certain personal personality may not suit you. If you're a quiet personal, uh, if you have a quiet personality, if you're a bit introvert, perhaps uh, surgery is not for you. Okay. Um, because it really involves a lot of communication, aware of the situation, and it's a lot about leadership as well. Yeah. This is not something that um, you, you should think lightly before you embark on this career in surgery. Yeah. I find it interesting that you say you should spend lots of time in theatre when um, I've heard myself that my maybe my peers and sometimes senior doctors say not to spend so much time in surgery as it's probably not at the level that we need to be working on. Mm. And also, it probably doesn't always fit in with the curriculum yep. and a lot of things will be on uh, a high level. Totally so I find that interesting that you say yep. that. I totally agree with your comment. Um, only for people who are 
interested in surgery. I think you should spend more time okay. because surgery is quite a practical specialty. It's not something you can learn mm. from the textbook. Yeah, um, you really need to experience firsthand. Therefore, the experience in theatre is paramount. I think. Yeah. But I think as a medical student, it is true that you can waste a lot of time going to theatre, but not getting the experience. Okay. I think one of the key thing is. You really need to find a tutor that will take you on board, make you involved in surgery, yeah. uh, not standing aside. Uh, if you have, if you have not got that opportunity, yes, it is quite a time-wasting experience. Mm. Do you have any advice to students who want to spend more time in theatre on how to communicate with the surgeon? Because I think it can be quite a daunting thing to approach. Mm. A consultant or a senior doctor it, it is, to it ask is, to assist. Um, so, what would your tips be? Yeah, I think one as a student, you need to be aware. I think the thing I call it a situation awareness. That is, talk to people at the right moment mm. when the surgeon are intensely involved in surgery, and you interfering, and that will not be taking. Um, nobody will pay a lot of attention to you, but. Uh, a lot of this is about preparation, finding the right people uh, to talk to. Okay. Um, I don't think um, all surgeons are good trainers, but you certainly need to look for one um, that you think you can work with yeah. and uh, take the advice on board and see whether they're prepared to help you in that respect. Okay, okay. Do you feel like when you were training as a medical student or a... Um, junior doctor that you were able to find those mentors easily hmm. I wouldn't be in my position if I haven't got somebody I look up to and I, I can still remember quite vividly my own experience there are certain trainers have put an enormous uh, hours uh, efforts in me the way I am today is because of somebody has contributed a lot and to my um, you know my experience okay that's interesting. So obviously, as a surgeon, you have a stressful life, work-life experience. Tell me a little bit about your work experiences and how you handle the work-life balance. Um, I think as a surgeon, you have to make lots of sacrifice, for sure. Um, the, the, the main one is time, um, time with yourself, time with your family, time outside medicine. Um, there's only 24 hours a day. Unfortunately, to, the be to be the best that you can be, something has to sacrifice. Um, from my own experience, okay, I can say I sacrifice uh, my family, time with my children, my wife, and also uh, my own interests. You know, a lot of interests that I have, I have to part aside just because I want to concentrate on uh, surgery, learning the practical skills, spending hours and reflecting, refining my techniques. Looking back, well, I have many regrets, but unfortunately, surgery is such a demanding career. Mm. I can't see any shortcut to it, but one can always work wisely. 
but I wish, you know, some. And now my time, I was trained in the eighties, nineties. There's not a lot of resources available to us, but time had moved on. There's lots of simulation now, which wasn't available at my time. I'm really hoping the surgeon in in the in the twenty first century, uh, the training will be different from the way I was trained. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as a surgeon, do you have a particular profound moment or story that's been impacting in your life that you feel like would be useful for anyone listening to know? Um, well, so I still remember when I was a uh, trainee, I used to do neurosurgery. I remember um, spending hours and hours being a neurosurgeon. We spent... Um, our technique is meticulous, and I can see how we transform a person's life just by removing the brain tumor or by removing. I still remember one day we did the, uh, uh, the surgery for 12 hours non stop, I mean, non stop, uh, for nine, finish at nine in the evening. Oh, wow. Um, with no toilet break, uh, with no water, and we, we can see how satisfying it is to see the patient next day mm-hmm. making a full, complete recovery from neurosurgical, uh, neurological conditions. Uh, we transform people's life within a day. And this is remarkable, something yeah. that I cannot see is possible in other specialties, like such as medicine. Okay. You know, we see results very, very quickly. So uh, I think... Um, it, it, it's such a rewarding experience to see how we can change people's life in such short period of time. Yeah. Um, and that didn't make you want to become a neurosurgeon after? No, <laughs> no. Uh, well, as, as I said before, each specialty I did, I enjoyed. Yeah. But the, the, the training was involving in such a way, in my last year of training, uh, my boss said to me, you should be a colorectal surgeon. Here I am. I did it. Here I was, you know, I did. I took the advice on board and become a, a, a colorectal surgeon. Okay. And I never regret it since. Why did your boss push you towards colorectal surgery? I think they see that I got a special skill with my hands and yeah. my decision-making process. And they see the potential in me. And they felt that this is something I should uh, embark on, maximize my strength. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, I didn't go down to a neurosurgical specialty. The training those days, um, I did general surgery. I didn't, you know, it was in my senior essay, uh, my SHO, the FY2, we call it CT1, CT2 years, that I do my neurosurgery. Yeah. Is there any part of surgery that you wish you'd done instead of general surgery or colorectal surgery? No, I think I've done all the surgery except urology. I, haven't, mm. I didn't do much of urology. I wish I had some, spent some time in urology. You don't but fancy spending your weekends doing that now? No, no. Um, I'm actually now doing a lot of work with the urologists, but I wish, you know, I have more uh, handles on u- urology. I can't think of any other special that I've done, I've not done. Is that just something that wasn't part of your curriculum? Yeah, at that time, yeah. 
we were general surgeon and I've done orthopedic, I've done neuro, I've done cardiac. So uh, urology is something I haven't yeah. come across. Okay. Could you give me a little bit more insight into the pros and cons of becoming a surgeon? If you were able to talk to any future medical students listening, what are the pros and the cons yeah. that you would want them to know? Uh, I think the, the pros thing is it's a rewarding. You can see people transform in a very short period of time. Um, you, as I said many times before, you must be very good with your hands. Mm. You know, some of us are not, uh, our dexterity is not great. And I think surgery probably is not for you. Um, having said that, uh, in 21st century, we have robotic surgery. Robotic surgery, I think, can sometimes help a, a clumsy surgeon to perform surgery better. That is, robot can take away your shakes, tremors, and can transform your clumsiness into a, 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 a proper surgery. Okay. Now, the, the con, it, you, you've got to have a, a, I think, a steely personality because things can go wrong in surgery. You must be able to take uh, disappointment, failures, and, and to, to also have the audacity to admit mistake that you have made. It, it is a demanding career. Things will go wrong, and you'll be able to, I think you need to have that personality to face up to it. Mm-hmm. And for some, unfortunately, um, some of my colleagues weren't able to do that, and they run into some mental health issues. Yeah. And some, some of them actually have given up s- career as a surgeon because of the demands mm. uh, from the general public, demands from your colleagues, mm-hmm. and demand from the nurses. And sometimes uh, this can become overwhelming. Yeah. And it may be something uh, that you cannot handle. Mm-hmm. that you may have to give up uh, as a surgeon. Therefore, to embark on a career in surgery, you really need to spend some time. That's why as a student and then as a junior doctor, mm. uh, before making that f- firm decisions. Um, a question that I frequently hear my peers discussing is fear about how much anatomy that they know um, and they would consider that a barrier for them in order for them to become a surgeon. Do you have any view or opinion on that? Yeah, what I think advice anatomy you is want? crucial. You, you've got to be quite good. Um, um, it, it is difficult um, to be a surgeon without knowing your anatomy. Mm-hmm. But however, if you're weak in anatomy, it can you can always work on it. Okay. Um, I think anatomy, I think it sometimes can be divided into two. One can be academic anatomy, one is clinical anatomy. Mm-hmm. And what we taught in anatomy, uh, well, certainly in my time, I think is uh, too much. They are not practical. But as a mm-hmm. surgeon, there are certain um, relevant anatomy can be used. Um, but I don't think it should be a deterrence for you. Okay. Um, but, but you do need to spend some time in practical, relevant clinical anatomy. Mm. So how would you suggest that people go about to learn this clinical anatomy? I think it's going to operating theatre. 
operating. You'll get real life surgery. Mm-hmm. The anatomy is different from a textbook. Mm-hmm. And the anatomy there is different from what you, from your dissected uh, specimen. Okay. Um, and for anyone who's considering a career in medicine, so both students in sixth form and medical students, um, have you got any tips for life as a doctor for them? Um, my, my main tips for them will be you really need to know why you're into medicine. Mm-hmm. I hope you wouldn't say it's money because if that it is, don't pursue a career in medicine. Medicine mm-hmm. is, is about service to people. Okay. Uh, you, you really need to have that deep love of people, mm-hmm. um, a desire to help. Because if you have that, the rest will come with it. And you see people's life transform. And you'll find that your job will be satisfying. And you'll enjoy it much more. Okay, so thank you for coming to talk to us today. Mm. Um, at the end um, of every podcast, I always like to give you the opportunity to bust a common myth that you know. So is there anything that you would like to say? A lot of people very early on say, I'm not... I don't want to be a surgeon. Certainly when I work at Warwick Medical School, um, a lot of medical students, when they come to a surgery block, they have a preconceived idea saying, hmm, I don't want to be a surgeon. Surgeons are uh, nasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are arrogant people. And they it's not especially that's appealing to me. Definitely it's not something I want to do. However, once they've done uh, six weeks in my surgical surgery block, they find that actually surgery is much more different from what they, they thought uh, it is. We all have a very, uh, I think, a wrong preconceived idea about surgery. Okay. Surgery is actually quite fun. Surgery is challenging. Surgery is rewarding. It is demanding. It demands a lot of sacrifice. But it gives you immense pleasure at the end. Or job satisfaction if to see people's life transformed by the skill that you possess. Don't think um, you've got I think most can most people can be trained mm-hmm. as a surgeon. As I say, in the era of robotic surgery, even a clumsy surgeon can be trained in such a way that you can provide good surgery mm-hmm. for our patients. So the myth is not everybody can be a surgeon. I think it's not quite true. It depends on your personality. If you want an easy life, yes, surgery is not for you. Surgery is demanding. Surgery is challenging. Yet, funny enough, it's very rewarding. Okay, perfect. Thank you for speaking to us no today. Yeah. Thank you for the opportunity to speak to me with you, Alicia. No problem. Thank you.
listening to this week's podcast of Emetics Day UK. We hope you've enjoyed our conversation. A big thank you to Mr Ling Sen Wong for taking the time to talk to us today. Make sure you tune in next week when we'll be talking to Kat, an intensive care nurse, who will be giving us insight into the life of a nurse and will tell us everything we need to know as medical students. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube using the handle Emedics Day UK. For this week, that is all from us. Catch you soon! Thank you.